0: Hey everybody, this is Maggie here on the Penlight Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for listening to the first episode. It was so much fun to record and so was this one. This episode is about travel nursing. So I've been a traveler for the last two years. I've loved it. Uh, and I get a lot of questions about how it works, so I'm super excited to jump into this. Uh, but I wanted to preface beforehand, bear with me on the input of this episode. Um, as I was editing, I found out that I will be in one ear and Cassie will be in another ear, so I apologize about that. I will definitely have that fixed before the next episode. But there's a lot of great content, so I hope you enjoy it. And with that said, we will take it away. Not everything is going to happen at when you want it to happen right you just have to like you just go with the flow go with their flow Mm -hmm. you're listening to penlight a podcast that strives to reignite a passion for nursing for those who've lost it my name is maggie mcgrath and i'm a travel nurse i love what nursing has given me over the last five years but i fight symptoms of burnout every day I'm opening up a space once a week for nurses to vent, to laugh, to share ways and how they cope with stress, and to offer guidance for change. As nurses, we dedicate our lives to improve the health of others. It's time to shine the penlight on nurses and nursing to improve our own health. Hey, this is Maggie, and we're in Penlight, and I'm here with Cassie. Cassie and I were travel nurses In New York City. Last, when were we there? Uh, August. August August to December.
1: Yeah, I left a little bit before you did.
0: Yeah, so, Cassie's been traveling for... Three and a half years. Three and then a half, and I've been for two years. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I'm sniffling a bit, too. That's okay. That's just, yeah. Being in Denver.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's just just my nasal... I have,
0: um... Elderberry syrup, mm. if you wanted some. It's a good immune system booster. It's like hot water in elderberry.
1: Yeah. I usually do honey, too, local honey. Mm-hmm. I have some of that. I'll have some Charlotte honey in my apartment. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> in Charlotte. Yeah, so Cassie's in Charlotte mm-hmm. right now. That's North the Carolina latest mm-hmm. travel assignment. We both left at the same time, pretty much, uh, New York City. In like January and I came to Denver and she went to Charlotte. Yep. So Yeah, been there for about three and a half weeks
1: now. Mm-hmm. Back in patient, three twelve stay shift, which is nice. Yeah. This time it's a heme onc floor. Um hematology, oncology. So leukemia lymphomas. hmm And it's also another new ish unit. Mm-hmm. And they have um ICU beds in addition to their normal beds. And so the reason they need travelers right now is that they are taking out their nurses, I don't know, like four or five at a time Mm -hmm. for 10 weeks and training them to be ICU nurses as well. Yeah. So because none of them were ICU trained.
0: Yeah. A ton of people ask me, I kind of want to just talk about like what travel nursing is because a lot of people... Mm -hmm that I talk to are like I've never heard of that and then I feel like really because yeah. I feel like it you know if it's, it's such like 50/50 for yeah. me
1: where either they you know have like know someone who does it yeah. or have
0: never heard about it mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people ask like what is what are the conditions that yeah make travel nursing you know So, so apparent. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, if somebody goes on maternity leave Mm -hmm. or somebody, you know, they have just like high turnover rates. Right. In the hospital. um, But that's another good one. Like if they have um, a medical, like a new medical Mm -hmm. record. And so people are just learning the system. Everything is slower. Or like they are taking a couple days off to be trained in that medical record. Then they need travelers. Um and you're right, like new units. So mm-hmm. um those are probably the primary reasons. Yeah, that's the only ones that I can really think of. That they have travelers. Yeah. And then um I feel like I'd get a lot more questions about my pay than yeah, I, I would like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean a lot of the benefits to traveling is the pay. You know, you're doing you're doing the same job that you were doing before, but you can make almost double of what you make, you know, as a permanent nurse, and that's because of the housing aspect because agencies will pay for, your, pay for your housing. Right. You know, depending on the cost of living. So, like, you know, instead of making, like, normally, you know, I start out making probably, like, $23 an hour. But then, you know, as a traveler, you could make, like, $20 an hour... But then they'll also pay you like, you know, fifteen hundred a month for housing, right. or two thousand a month for right. housing, or you know, even a lot more than that. So then, if you end up either rooming with somebody or finding cheap housing, then you can just pocket the rest. Yeah, which is which is probably like the biggest benefit to traveling. You know. They
1: either companies also provide you housing if you don't want to find your own Mm -hmm. and they guarantee that you won't have to have a roommate. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I've heard nice if you're traveling with pets because they usually place you in pet friendly locations. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you find your own, it's really hard to find short term leases Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, hotels that allow pets. So I've had friends who travel with their dogs and they, essentially have to take company housing because they live in a pet friendly place. Whereas I never take company housing. I just prefer to find my own place. Yeah. And so I look on usually just Airbnb or Mm -hmm. similar rental places, VRBO.
0: Yeah. And cause well, and if you take that housing, you know, they will find you the safest place, you know, cause they're liable to, you know, find you a safe spot. And it'll be a really nice place. But they will use that whole 2000 a month, you know, or they get to keep it. So, like, you don't get to see, If you take their housing, then you don't see any of that money. You can't pocket anything. Usually your hourly is more, though. Yeah. If you take their housing. That's really? how the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I've taken housing once um, in New York City, and I loved it. Yeah. I felt like I was living... But New York City housing is just insane. Yeah. Like what they... I mean, I lived in a furnished studio the first time it was in New York City, um, like right on the Hudson, beautiful, but I made $17 an hour, right. I think, as opposed to like 15 Yeah. if I yeah. were to take a stipend. And so I, it, I w- was living broke, yeah. I feel like, in New York City, but I lived like a... You know, it was a beautiful You place. would have never afforded
1: it otherwise, essentially. No, so it was kind no of
0: way. part of the experience, which was nice. I'm pretty sure that little dinky studio apartment was like $3,500 yeah. a month. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And I didn't have to see any of it. You know, like right. that month to month paying out right. and the furniture and electricity, whatever, utilities. I didn't have to worry about any of that. I just made my $17 an hour and then you got $35 a day for food. Right. So a little bit more, but I didn't save anything at all. It was strictly like for the experience. Yeah. So if you're like living on your own, you know, that would, that's a a good way.
1: And if you don't want to worry about finding your own, because finding your own housing can be really stressful, Mm -hmm. especially depending on how much time between when you start your job and when you know that you're starting right so the easiest way honestly is just to take company housing you just again you don't always get to pick where you're going to go you don't know what it looks like Mm -hmm. um but it's much more stress-free right yes like you get there with exactly cases exactly done yeah so it just depends on kind of how much effort you want to put into it Mm -hmm. and
0: how much stuff do you normally take with you So in New York, because I didn't have my car,
1: I just flew with two suitcases and a duffel bag, Mm
0: -hmm. which was
1: fine. It was actually plenty and it's always furnished, so Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: have to worry about that. And then even when I travel a place where I take my car, I still choose furnished places. Mm -hmm. So I just fit, um, pack what's in my car, what fits in my car. So I have a, you know, like a small SUV, I guess, type. And even then, I don't fill it to the brim because I've kind of learned that, you know, I wear scrubs three or four times a week. So I don't really need to bring that many clothes. Yeah. I don't need any furniture. I bring one set of bedding, some pillows, some little like knickknacks that make me feel at home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it ends up being the two suitcases and a duffel bag, and then plus maybe a plastic container full of stuff. Maybe yeah. two plastic containers. But. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. I've I just have learned every assignment. I feel like I take less and less. I just yeah. realize that sometimes I don't touch the things that I even bring.
0: Maybe that's why, because I've only done this for two years. Yeah, we're very comfortable <laughs> with all of our yeah. all of our stuff. We brought a trailer across the U.S. Yeah. with all of our stuff, but we had it all in storage, and we were like, we don't know the next time we're going to be right. in Virginia, so we should just take all of our stuff with us. Yeah. But and we're like, if we we keep traveling then we'll sell it yes. you know but as long you know we'll have it Yeah, we don't have to use the storage right but and um, that I mean that makes sense
1: because I also I have a whole apartment full of stuff yeah. in St. Louis right. as well so yeah. if I really wanted to I suppose I could really downsize everything and then bring my apartment full of stuff everywhere I go but it's it, it's, it's kind of a pain, a pain. yeah and so it's not I the way that travelers do it
0: right like I should be carrying two suitcases with me, but <laughs> I brought a whole closet Maybe and next a time. Pull-out couch. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It does. It makes it, it makes it easier. It's nicer. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. And I do like it.
0: In the last two years that I've been doing this, I, I, I've been able to go wherever I want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, we were talking about how Denver's doesn't really need travelers as much because so many people are moving here, but like, You know, I was still able to get a job. But, like, a lot of, like, you know, so many hospitals are requiring travelers now. It's just a short fix. Right. To whatever problem that they are facing with staffing. Even though it's more expensive for them.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a budget thing if they can fit the travelers into their budget, Mm -hmm. I think, as well. And, you know, it might only be that they can afford two travelers as opposed to, like,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're there for 13 weeks. Contracts are 13 weeks normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sign up with an agency. So that's kind of something that I also thought was interesting. You can, the application process and actually getting a job is so much easier as a traveler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you don't go through, like, if, if you have a phone conversation with the manager, it's like, if at all. If at all.
1: I know. I've been hired without an interview at all before. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just look at your work history essentially and then references and mm.
0: that's it. They'll yeah. hire you. Yeah. So people can do traveling. The reasons to do traveling are there's so many different ones. But like if you were looking to get, if you were an experienced nurse, I think you have to be have at least a year experience I think
1: so and me too yeah I I I always thought it was two whenever you look on like the travel nurse websites yeah I think a lot of the requirements say two years but also you just never know you know people will hire you if they're if they need the help they're gonna hire you yeah even if you have a year or 18 months but when you go on the actual websites I think almost all of them say two
0: year yeah You just really want to be comfortable in whatever you're doing because the other thing is that orientation-wise, you're really only orienting to where things are and, you know, the medical record if you haven't used it before, but that's it. I mean, you have to be very confident in your nursing ability because you have two days, two days, maybe three days of orientation, and then you have to hit the ground running. So. That that's always been the the first like couple of weeks I feel like are always just super hairy. Yeah, you just
1: kind of wander around the unit like looking for the supply room, looking for the med room, yeah. trying to remember the
0: codes. If it's you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to just like talk about the beginning, like why, what made you start traveling? Did you always know you wanted to travel, or no? So
1: what's also funny is that I don't even think I heard about travel nursing until. I became a nurse, whereas, like, in nursing school, we heard all about flight nursing and school nursing and cruise ship nursing, Mm -hmm. but I don't actually Mm -hmm. remember hearing about travel Travel nursing nursing. in college. Um, I think I remember hearing about it more when I was an actual nurse, and Mm -hmm. um, it appealed to me just because I had never really explored much of the U.S., Um, I grew up in St. Louis, went to nursing school in Chicago, and then went back to St. Louis for my first job. Mm -hmm. And there just were all of these states that I really wanted to travel to, but it's expensive. And so if you have a job, you can work and travel. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And that was the biggest thing was the actual travel nursing. I didn't really know anything about the money. I didn't know much else about it except that it, let you travel for a living. Yeah. Um, so that You're was right the... about that.
0: I don't know if I knew what travel nursing was either. Yeah. Until college. Until I found out because one of my professors was a travel nurse, and she said that her and a girlfriend like, used to go all around the U.S., and I was like, that's cool. But, yeah. yeah, you're right. Before that, I was thinking, like, I could be a nurse on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I could be a nurse anyway. Right,
1: right, which had the travel aspect to it. Um, but, yeah, the actual contracted part for only 13 weeks you know that was a brand new concept
0: mm-hmm. to me yeah so was there any but was there any place that you wanted to go first when you started did you um have places in well
1: mind? my I had a friend who started travel nursing three months before I did and she went to New York And so I went to visit her, and we kind of talked about how if I wanted to do my first assignment in New York, then she would extend so we could be there together and Mm. have a friend, and we'd actually work at the same place. Yeah. So that's what I decided to do. Mm -hmm. That's how I ended up in New York for my very first one. Um, And then California had always been on my list as well. Yeah. And then past that, I just kind of thought about cities that sounded fun or that I had heard were fun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like Denver, Austin, Nashville.
0: Yeah. Um, and you travel by yourself.
1: <clears throat> yep. Yep. I tend to know at least one person in every city that I go yeah. to or nearby. Actually, this assignment is a little different in Charlotte. I don't know anyone that lives in Charlotte, but I have two cousins. One of them is three hours away. One of them is an hour away. And then I have mm-hmm. another friend that's like an hour away. Yeah. But yeah, I don't travel with anyone, mm-hmm. but after you travel for so many years, you just kind of know people in different areas
0: yeah, as well.
1: Sure. Even if you don't plan to end up there, you'll run into someone or because you've been, you yeah. know, texting or following them on social media, you'll know that they're also in this city or at this hospital. And yeah. Travelers. You'll come across you them. Other yeah. travelers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's that whole network, the gypsy mm-hmm. gypsy nurse, right? There's network. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. meet so many people. You could just like go on there and be like, "Hey, I'm mm-hmm. in Denver. I don't know anybody," and then you'll get like five people right. comment on that thing, like, "Me too. You want to get drinks?" Yeah, so like that's kind of cool. I, yeah, I I only wanted to go places where I knew people because I was like, you know, I was a little afraid of being in a city by myself. But but yeah, you meet people everywhere. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you just have, you have to be like very open and, you know, friendly to everybody you meet. Right.
1: Yep. That's, and I think if you aren't like that, you kind of become like that too. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's one thing that, um, traveling has helped me with is to be more outgoing and Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Yeah. I either, I either just do stuff myself and enjoy it or if I'm in the mood to be with, friends or be social, then that's pretty much on me to make that kind of effort.
0: Yeah. I feel myself being more outgoing at work mm-hmm. because of that reason. Because it's like I need to make fast friends so that I have a support system right. at this place yeah. that I'm working. Because half the time, I mean, I feel like one of the biggest stresses about you I mean, you're starting over every three months and so you don't know where things are. Right. You don't even know people's names right. that are working with you. And so like if you have an issue or you need somebody Like you need to learn people's names really fast or you have to like, you know, get to know people, especially like your texts and things, you know, because otherwise you could burn out really quickly. Just like having no feeling like you have no resources, no support system. Right.
1: Right. And you're there for such a short amount of time. Yeah. You need to kind of put more effort into it than if you were starting a new job that you know you would be at for. Quite a few years, right? Yeah, like it just the thirteen weeks goes by so quickly. You'll find yourself, you know, halfway through, and
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you don't put yourself out there, and
0: yeah, right, you don't really have the time to get to know people, right. like on You know, like on a normal, is, yeah, like yeah. a
1: normal time frame.
0: Because once you're, I always am like, once I get halfway through, I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's been six weeks. Yep, I feel it like I haven't been flies in here by at all. By yeah. For, it does. You have to... That's what I tell people that trying to visit. I'm like, book your flight now. Right. Because that's true. Because you, you're not coming. You're right. not going to be... You're not going <laughs> to... I know you're not going to make it. It goes by so fast. Yeah. So what was your... What has been so far your best assignment that sticks out to you? And what's been your worst? Um, So it's kind of hard because
1: because there's so many different aspects to an assignment like the hospital and the city, Mm -hmm. there hasn't been two that I've loved the most Mm -hmm. together, if that makes sense. The assignment I just did at New York, I loved the hospital. It was my favorite hospital that I've ever worked at. Um, Me too. Me too. And for a lot of reasons, I liked the people. I liked the um, flow. I liked the hours. But, I it was in New York City and I love New York City, but just for shorter amounts of time. So yeah. it was hard for me to say that I loved that the most mm-hmm. um, because location wise, I think Denver was my favorite.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, just because of the, I love the weather and the mountains and the activities and yeah.
0: and just run through because I can't remember which where have you been so far.
1: Um. So. I feel like I get this chronologically out of order now because it's been so long. But I was in Denver. No, not Denver. I went in New York first. And then I went to California. And then I went to Seattle. And then I went to Denver. And then I went back to California. So I've done two separate assignments in California. Mm-hmm. But I extended a little bit each time. So I think I've probably spent cumulatively like eight months there Yeah, probably. I think I went home to... St. Louis. After that, oh, I did two. I did two Northern California assignments mm. and one LA assignment. I, forget, I forgot that one. And then after LA, I went home to St. Louis and mm. did um, a St. Louis assignment. And then I did a Kansas City, Missouri assignment, kind of randomly. Mm. That was probably my least favorite hospital city combination. Yeah, I just wasn't really loving it there. And Do you then, feel
0: like nursing it was more difficult in one place than another, or did you see a difference? Um, I yes,
1: I mean, there, I, nursing is the nursing is different everywhere, even if it's like the same floor, because mm-hmm. you know the computer system is different, and the ratios are different, and the people are different. I don't think I liked Kansas City because the hospital was a little bit smaller. It wasn't really a teaching institution. Um and I just didn't feel a connection to the city yeah, as much
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, it's so important mm-hmm. it'll change your whole your whole assignment yeah you know if you enjoy the city that you're in right I feel like the first time I did a New York assignment it was like magical mm-hmm. and I just like I don't know I just I, I loved it so much last two years ago I think yeah but um we worked in the same in the same hospital in New York City, and yeah, I think that that hospital changed my whole perception of nursing. You know, their teams are great. Yeah, and I feel like in New York, people just want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just like part of the culture. Yeah, it's like they're very interested in you and how how you're doing, and you know, I I never really had that anywhere else. I mean. You know, people are nice everywhere, but but I think New Yorkers get a bad rep. Right, I think. But so they too. really, yeah, they were probably the most hospitable. Yeah, people that, that I've ever come across. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the
1: places where when I left, it was hard to leave because of the people. Yeah, it really was, and even the patients. You know, when you yeah. tell them they're leaving and they get sad, you're like, oh, that is that's a hard part of it.
0: Yeah. I think in that hospital, too, they just, they really cared about their nurses. And you, like, you know, you would take a, a breakfast and a lunch. Right. Everybody would. Right. And you would, you, it was an hour lunch, and you were mandated to take that lunch. It wasn't like, oh, whoops, I missed lunch. Like, they had somebody specifically come in to, to you know, fill that spot while you took your break. Right. And I had never had that anywhere else. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, California nursing is very similar. Yeah. Although
1: they don't get an entire hour lunch, they are still um, mandated for two 15-minute breaks and a half an hour break. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they also have someone to come in and just take your phone from you when you have your half hour break. Mm -hmm. And they really keep track of when you take your 15-minute breaks as
0: well. And they didn't want, they wouldn't give you lip about it, like that was the no, it
1: was if you didn't take your break, you got in trouble, yeah, because it's so it's like a law there they have actual you know rules that you have to follow mm-hmm. It's not like you can skip lunch, you're literally not allowed to,
0: yeah, you'll, you'll get in trouble mm-hmm. I would say that my worst assignment so far I've really loved I I think I've had a really good experience as a traveler but I think one of the worst things about traveling is like just starting over every three months and not really knowing where anything is and you know like policies like ways to get around things like you you want to be the best nurse you can be and then you don't know what your resources are who you should contact about things and things just like end up getting missed and on top of that if you go to a unit and the people that have been there don't even know how to do anything that that is probably the most frustrating thing um I worked on a unit where it was a brand new unit and so it was like half float pool half Travelers and just like it just felt like nobody knew what was yeah. going on. The I mean, blind leading the blind. At any time. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes, the blind leading the yeah, blind. That's... I was like, ugh. And this, it was like it, part of this beautiful hospital. Like, you know, the hospital that's like very clean, like two big towers, you know. And then the unit I was on was in this random, random redheaded stepchild <laughs> building where it was like us and psych. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and there's it didn't have a tubing system like if you needed blood you had to run down Mm. to the basement and get it like there was it was just such a mess but you know but the people were very sweet there like every you know I haven't actually I, I feel like I haven't been to a unit where they're like oh you're a traveler here's the worst assignment we can possibly give you and I think that was something that I was really afraid of because like you hear people on that what Gypsy Nurse Facebook page yeah. being like so pessimistic about that and I don't know I haven't I haven't I've always I've only come across good people yeah wherever I've been yeah even if I feel like nurse the nursing is shoddy there it's like the people that are working there are still like have the best intentions and they're like you know good to work with
1: I've had a mix I have had like people who were not the nicest to me, probably because I was a traveler. Mm -hmm. But I also just took that with a grain of salt and, you know, just kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt maybe, or at least just avoided them essentially if (laughs) I felt like it was too much. But people are always surprised at how long I've been a nurse too. And so I think that actually works to my benefit because a lot of times I think they assume travelers don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and so when I tell them that I've actually been a nurse for almost 10 years traveling for three and a half they're like oh you actually
0: might be helpful yeah around here so I've been saying that to my patients recently giving them a little like just like a little about me you know I've been a nurse for almost five years now I'm neuroscience certified so like if I'm on you know I'm on a neuro unit now You'd be like just giving them a little bit of confidence yes. because I know I look 15 <laughs> and I, everybody like everybody worries asks your new yeah. new grad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came, I came on to this like most recent unit and somebody was talking to me like I was a nursing student. <laughs> like, who are you with today? Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm your new traveler. Yeah. Yeah. I give,
1: I a give sh- a similar spiel when, they ask if the question of how long I've worked there comes up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you say you've only been working there for a month, you have to follow right. that up with, however, yes. you know, yeah, I've been Whenever a nurse this asked. long and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Because yeah, it doesn't. You don't exactly want to hear that you have a nurse that's only been yeah. there a month. It's my first right, day, exactly. <laughs> so you do that. Kind of just becomes part of your like spiel. You just have to tell them right away that it's yeah. okay. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that the other day. Someone was like, "Have you worked here long?" and I was like, "I'm actually a traveler, so I change jobs every 13 weeks, but I've been a nurse for X amount of years and I've been traveling for 2 years." And so, and then it kind of just the conversation's more about traveling yes, instead of exactly. You know. And then they get
1: very impressed with how many places you've been and Yeah. All They're the like, all the you hospitals like you work at.
0: Yeah. That's been the. I feel like the question is always, especially with patients, it's like, "Is that do you like?" Yeah, it's <laughs> like a, something that you like right. to do. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, "Well, that's great if you don't have a family and whatever." And I was like, "True, but like, I bring Matt with me, so, <laughs> so that's like even better." That's something that was hard for a long time because we did long distance. I guess while from twenty fifteen to twenty uh, seventeen, maybe. Maybe like two years. Yeah, we did long distance, but I think a lot of travelers, it's hard. uh, You know, people that's a barrier that a lot of people will tell themselves. But that was just super supportive. He's like, you know, he was going through his MBA, and he was like, if you want to do this, this would be the best time to do it. Yeah, like you're both busy, right? Yeah. So that's what we did. We we ever I would take an assignment. Um, every three months I would come back to the DC area so that we could live together. So I went to, I did Virginia and then I did New York city and then I did DC and then Denver. And then I came back to Virginia and then we went to New York. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to make it work. Yeah. You just do it. You just, you know.
1: It's just like any other relationship too that you want to keep up you know I don't yeah. I still have so many friends and family in St. Louis and I mm-hmm. don't live there but you just have to make an effort to reach out to them and more so obviously than when you're like living there you have to take into consideration that yeah. if you want to keep those friendships and the relationships up you just
0: mm-hmm. chat more yeah you have to be proactive about it mm-hmm. so I felt like when i When I was in New York, I have a lot of family in New York, and you have to be very on top of, you know, I'm only going to be here for 13 weeks, so, like, let's plan when we're going to see each other now. And same in, you know, same in Denver and everywhere else. What other cities do you think you want to go to?
1: So Austin and Nashville have always been on my list. However, since I am strictly oncology and I'm just not really open to doing anything outside of my field. I've considered med surge because I've done a lot of med surge ish with Mm -hmm. oncology. Um, They just don't have a lot of contracts with hospitals there that have oncology positions. Like if if I'm looking at the job postings and I change my option to med all of a sudden the list of jobs grow. And there still might not be any in Austin and Nashville, but... There's so many med surge positions. That's crazy. Yeah, there is. Um, but, I mean, I've been traveling for three and a half years, and there's never been an opening in either of those cities hmm. every time I look. Really? Um, and similarly with Denver. I mean, I yeah. look every couple of weeks if there's just something that's open in Denver, and it's another one where, you know, and there's different reasons why they don't always have contracts with a lot of hospitals over here. Yeah. Or they just don't actually have the needs on cancer floors specifically. Yeah. So they're still in my, in my mind, but I might just end up traveling there for fun to see if I like it and, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Denver's kind of weird in that you, uh, the, a lot of the teaching hospitals won't really, they don't have relationships with agencies, where, and so you have to be your own independently contracted nurse right. which is the only city that I've come across so far that does that and they get, I mean it's smart for the hospital they just cut out the middleman yeah and they they hire their own travelers and so they don't have to pay they actually don't pay the travelers as much as an agency would but it saves the hospital a lot of, a lot of money so but yeah. that's that was something like I couldn't find I couldn't find a, a job in Denver for a while last time I was and then there's but there was one agency that had relationships with like some of the um trauma tubes, level yeah, yeah level yeah. 2 hospitals yeah so that's how I got to Denver and then I I just got lucky you told me that you saw jobs on yeah on the agency website mm-hmm. for Denver I was like, oh, let me check it out. And then immediately, that's another thing. It's like you get a job within three days. Well,
1: yeah. And when I worked here on an assignment, I think I just really lucked out because the specific job posting I saw had been posted for literally two hours. And so <laughs> then I applied for it and I got it within a day. So I, they also just go very quickly because mm-hmm. it's such a sought uh, after area yeah. that you really have to be on your toes or hope that your recruiter is really looking at the job postings pretty. Yeah. Often. And then I know that my resume probably helped me even if there were, you know, three other people that applied because I have so much experience and such good references. I might've gotten chosen over them, which is nice. It's encouraging. Mm. And, you know, I have confidence in that. Yeah. Totally. Starting traveling is very daunting because you have to find a company that you feel comfortable with. And Mm. so I would advise just either finding friends who have started traveling. I think that the Facebook groups are helpful, but it's just inundated with information and you don't really mm-hmm. want to go off of strangers who you don't know anything about their personality type or mm-hmm. their you know, work ethic or their yeah. how long they've been working. So honestly, I would not read as many reviews on the internet and Mm -hmm. try and reach out to someone who you know, or a friend of a friend, because Mm -hmm. by this time, you know, I'm sure, you know, at least one person who knows someone else who's traveling. And I think that's like the best resource Mm -hmm. for you because people just can get very angry on the internet and you just don't want to always trust those opinions. And it's very important So maybe get like a few companies in mind. And even though it is a lot of work, I would start out with like two companies just to keep your options open. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to know all of your work experience. They're going to want to know your college. You're going to have to get your diploma. You're going to have to... Some Mm -hmm. of them require actual transcripts. Yeah. They require references. I would really... Resumes for nurses aren't exactly a thing, I feel Mm -hmm. like, especially if you just have one job for so long. But Mm -hmm. I would actually... Build a resume. I don't even have an actual resume. I just really? started one. I have a resume. Because I didn't really need one. I mm. had one job for for right out of college. So yeah. what was my resume before that? Nothing. I was like a nanny before that. So I didn't have anything. Yeah. And then my resume when I started travel nursing was just the one job.
0: Mm. And
1: then I myself haven't really been updating it on a computer of my mm-hmm. stuff. But my company has where I've worked. So, right. you know, that's kind of that's all I true. need. And you don't need a, after you've been traveling for a while, I've never given anyone a resume. They just use mm. what's on your that's, website. That's true. You know, it, you're not like yeah. submitting anything with a header and yeah. all of that stuff because they can see it through your recruiter. But I think that's important to have is yeah. to actually start building your resume. And so they'll wanna see that and they'll wanna see references. And, you mm-hmm. know, I would start if you're looking for starting to travel, do it like six months before you wanna start yeah. as well, because that gives you time to, you to know,
0: think about. Put,
1: Yeah, put in mm-hmm. your notice of leaving your mm-hmm. job and picking a place.
0: Yeah, and just figuring all of this stuff out mm-hmm. as you go. You can shop for jobs with different companies. Um, I think that it's important to say, though, is that you don't want to apply to the same job with two different companies. Right. That's something that um, doesn't look good for you as the nurse. When a manager is choosing through all of these you know, different nurses, different profiles, and they find they're like, oh, I like this nurse and I like that nurse because they need two travelers, let's say. And if they find out that that's the same person, then they don't, you know, it doesn't look professional. And that happened That happened to a friend of mine. And you have to be careful because if you're looking at a couple, if you're just applying left and right to different different companies, like with different companies, you know, you need to keep track of all of the jobs that you're applying with and did the different agencies because that, that can definitely come up. I think that came up when I was in D.C. Mm. I applied to like an outpatient renal position. And I end up applying with like two different companies and they're like, okay, well, like which one do you want to choose? Like you, you know, this, mm. so you have to be careful that way, but you should be like pegging different recruiters against, you know, and be like, "Oh well, I'm making, uh, they're offering me this here, you know? So like, if you can, that's one way to like, you have leverage, um, if you want to, if you don't care which, which, you know, company you go with, right. but it is much easier to just go with the same company and keep everything as is, you know, and plus they know you, like your recruiter knows you and they have all of your information still. So it's definitely easier, but I've used, I've used a different recruiter almost every job, I think, because I just was trying to get like the, the best job and like with the best yeah. pay. So, but it definitely has this, these last couple, I think the last two assignments I've used the same person because yeah, after a while it gets tiring. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just convenience. I yeah. think too, you don't, it's, it's a lot of work to, to start with a new company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just depends on how much you want to put into it. Cause personally, I just don't like filling out those oh, forms. The checklists. Yeah. The checklists. And then you Jesus. have to, you have to update all your certifications again and you have to do Mm -hmm. your immunization titers and yeah it's a it's a lot but you have to just know that that it's going to be a lot and so if you don't if you're content and you can you know work with what you already have with your recruiter Mm -hmm. and your company again and just come to terms with the fact that if there is something better out there you're either going to put in the effort to do it or you're just going to be happy with where you are and
0: I feel bad. Good. Um, I feel bad for my references. Yeah. Like every three months, I'm like, oh, my I, manager from right. 2014 was like, I'm sorry, I'm I sending ag- you somebody. I else. agree. <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel I feel the, that same way as well.
0: Yeah. It's like I hope that they're not mm-hmm. so tired of or, being like, hi, hey, this is so and so from this same right or why 90. can't they
1: just do written references that are always yeah, on file, kind I, of thing. Yeah yeah because that, that would be that too. that's another thing that you could do as a nurse you could ask for a reference before you leave in writing form and then forward mm-hmm. that on to your recruiter and say i know you're asking for a direct line but this is what i'm comfortable with giving you yeah. this is what i discussed with my manager this yeah. is what you're allowed to use yeah and that would be easy
0: yeah yeah they just shouldn't do that I also have learned when you're like gathering all of your information, I used to have it on a USB, mm-hmm. everything on a USB, yeah, like my diploma, my certifications, yes. my references, my, you know, old addresses, cause you'll have to do background checks, um, right. like all of this stuff I would keep in one file mm-hmm. and now I keep it in a Google drive. But like, it's, it's yeah. nice to like, you need everything in one space yep. because it gets all of the paperwork every three months yeah. sucks.
1: Right. And they ask for the same thing over same and thing. over. So yeah. yeah, I have a similar, I just have an app that's like a scanning app. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll want you just to email it to them. So yeah. I have it, I take pictures, you know, scan it into my phone and yeah. then just email it to them.
0: That's another thing I forgot all about. Like you have to get a physical every year and right. your TB and you're Usually your you have, sometimes you have to get a physical twice
1: a year. Yeah. Some of them require like a six month, within six months mm-hmm. Yep, you in your TB test.
0: Somebody, sometimes they require, I think I had, I had to get two TBs. Yeah, some and people one are like different. Sometimes you need a blood test. A titer. For t- a titer. Yeah, so I just
1: got a TB titer. Yeah. And then the other ones, sometimes they do the double TB, TB test where you have to get one, and then you have to get a second one within, within six months or yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. which is funny because when I have a permanent job, I just did it once a year. Um, then they'll ask for your, for your immunization titers. Mm-hmm. If you're required to get the flu vaccine, they want proof of the flu vaccine.
0: I had to get the flu vaccine twice mm-hmm. in one year <laughs> and I was so pissed off about it. Cause you because didn't have proof? The documentation wasn't oh, enough. Yeah. I like didn't have... The name oh. of the person yeah. or something That's that crazy. administered it, and I was just like, you know, in line right. at the hospital, like everybody's getting poked, right? You know, right. and this lady didn't put her name on there mm. or something, and I had to get it, yeah, done again. And I was like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, and yeah.
1: The drug testing, they do that almost every. I had one job actually, my one in New York, because I had had one within six months, they were okay with it. Mm-hmm. However. All the ones before that had to, were brand new. So yeah. I, I've had to do a mm-hmm. urine talk screen every three months for the yeah. past three and yeah. a half years. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Which is just such a pain. You have to make sure that you do it within you the time frame and mm-hmm. they pick the place based on your zip code. So you have to
0: Yeah. And sometimes do they're it. like the most I had the most ridiculous Did I tell you about the story? When yes. I had With <laughs> the like the physical well, that, yeah, I had wrote up a <laughs> that weird. guy that I feel like I got sexually yeah. harassed and I hope that guy doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. Pretty much, I I just, yeah, had this weird experience at this like dinky little urgent care um, in my hometown and like the guy, I had to get an assessment. He was just like some washed up doc that like, I don't know, the mm. only job he got was ur- urgent care, but yeah. he like was like testing my strengths. And I like, he was like, you know, when you push, pull, like you take somebody's hands, grip them and then push, pull. And like a five is completely strong. You know, four is like a little bit weak. Like if you're a 75 year old woman or something, he like pushed me so hard that I couldn't, like I was laying down and he like pushed me. So like I couldn't get up Mm -hmm. and then he did the same thing with my legs. And then he had asked me, which is totally uncalled for. Like if I'm, if you're strong, at all. If you're not a seventy five year old woman, you're five out of yeah. five. Like it, you know. And then he like asked me if I was like he ticklish. And yeah. I was like, no. And he's like, Are you sure? Yeah. And I was, like, That's not yes. really a And that was before he was gonna like look, look at my like assess my abdomen or yeah. whatever. And I was like, this is just what what <laughs> is going on? We don't really need to ask an adult. Such a weirdo. Yeah. I just got such a weird vibe. And then so I reported them and and so I, I remember like my recruiter took it really seriously and like I was contacted by, you know, higher ups in the company and they're like, we're definitely looking into this. So it was, it was this whole thing and I'm, I'm I was happy at of the way that they, that they went through it. But yeah, you know, you just have to get these freaking physicals and everything done like every year and they're mm-hmm. not always the best places. And right. And then the TB tests happened like two days later. Yeah. Did I tell you about yeah. that one too? This, like I go into this place to get my TV test and there's the secretary at the front desk, like has a baseball cap and a flannel whatever. And I'm like standing there for like 10 minutes. And then I'm like, do I have to, you know, like, how do I get this TV test on? He's like, oh, let's go back. I'm like, cool. So I just stood here for 10 minutes yeah. for nothing. And he like brings me to the back. I'm like waiting for the nurse or the physician or whatever. And he's like rummaging around this guy that I was at the front desk, like checking his email or whatever. he's like rummaging around. He's like, where are the gloves? You know, like, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? He was like, hope you don't hope you like needles or hope you're not afraid of needles. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Who are you? Like, are you the
1: little unprofessional?
0: Yeah. It was like, so, So unprofessional. And then so I find out, and so he was, like, going to do the TB test. I was like, are you qualified to do this? He was like, I'm overqualified. I'm overqualified. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Right. What are you talking about? So he, like, told me later that he was a radiologist. And I'm like, okay. So it's, like, a one-man show right, in this office. Like, you're doing the secretary work, but, like, there's no white coat. There's no badge. You're wearing a baseball cap. Like, I just, ugh. And so then you have to come back in like 24 to, no, 24 to 72 hours. 48 to 72. 48 to 72 hours. And I go back to get it read. And the guy, he was like, apparently like the nurse that normally does them wasn't there that day. And so, and this doctor didn't know how to actually, what paperwork needed to Mm, be done. And so I didn't have any paperwork. So then I come back in and the nurse is there. She like, and she was like, well, I wasn't. I don't remember you. And I was like, you weren't here that day. That's why he did it. That's why I don't have any paperwork. Like I, so it was like this, this whole huge, (sighs) so. Yeah. Something's always going to go wrong. Right. You just have to. Right. Assume that something will go wrong. Yeah. And then you can take it easier. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, ugh. And I remember calling my recruiter because that had happened. Those two incidents that happened between two days of each other. And I was like, I promise I'm not trying to be some vigilante for, like, checking these urgent cares, but right. this, yeah. this also Don't happened. Don't send it's anyone ridiculous. to these places ever yeah, again. right. Oh God, ridiculous. So, How many agencies have you used?
1: Two. I've used two. I used... Um, one of them for just one assignment because I knew that they did Missouri-specific assignments mm-hmm. and the other company did not. So I used them and then I kind of went back. I usually, I still look at job postings on both websites just in case. Mm. But I've actually also learned that they have a lot of similar jobs. If, if they're similar in size, the companies, mm-hmm. they have contracts with the same hospitals. Yeah. And I think sometimes they don't really want you to know that. Or I actually, I mean, I had one recruiter be like, just so you know, the company that you're with actually probably has this job. So if you Hmm. would rather, you know, stay with them. Yeah. Um, And they did. They had the same job. Wow. I didn't end up taking that job. I still went with the other company who told me that. But when I look at the jobs, they have 80% of the same exact postings. And I can tell that they're the same. It's you know, and that's still. Other companies do have only specific ones. Like a one company has the most jobs in Hawaii, kind yeah. of things, and the other the two that I have rarely have jobs there. So there are those, mm-hmm. you know, niche ones, but a lot of them just have the same. Yeah. Postings. They're looking at the same. Yeah, they just have stuff. the same contracts and. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it depends. Like I've I've used three different ones. And I've, I think I've learned like the bigger the company is, like the more resources that you're going to have, the more options you're going to have. Um, definitely the smaller companies that built relationships with the recruiters more. Yeah. Um, but they didn't pay as well. And you just have to, you have to know why you're doing traveling. Right. You know, if you're just, if you don't really care about the money, then, you know, making a relationship with a recruiter might be nice. Right um but if you're doing it for the money then you might settle for like a shadier mm-hmm. recruiter just you know if you yeah. don't really care about the relationship so right. but you know they're trying to make money just as, right, much as exactly. You are, so that I've had to get a backbone mm-hmm. i feel like you know nurses aren't really that great at like haggling right <laughs> yeah we <laughs> and, like, don't really vouching for themselves yeah so you can get taken advantage of yeah A lot. So
1: especially if you don't know like their bottom line or you don't know Mm -hmm. how much they're actually, they can pay you. I don't know. It's hard to, to know if they're under, you know, underpaying you. It's hard to know that really. And that's something that you just have to know going in there that you might have to be okay with. Yeah. And just know that maybe you're going to do it for the experience instead. And that you might not be getting paid what you're worth, but yeah. it's hard. And then it's also hard because when you try and talk to other travelers about like what they're getting paid, mm-hmm. part of you is like, I don't really want to know what you're getting paid because it <laughs> could be more than me. And it's an awkward conversation to have. Nobody wants to talk about yeah. their money and their pay. Yeah. So that's something that I've also just come to terms with where sometimes I feel like I'm getting a great rate. And mm-hmm. I'm like super proud of it. And other times I feel like, what am I going to do? But you just kind of make it work, and that's another really just good life skill to have is just mm-hmm. work with what you have and yeah. look at the other great things about where you're going to work, whether it's, like, the top institution in the country or mm-hmm. your dream destination or yeah. right. any and of that stuff. It's not always about the money, right. too. It's hard, it's hard to not get wrapped up in it, though, Yeah. and you just have to...
0: Yeah. Just go with the flow. I think the only time that I had a conversation about money with travelers, I found out I was the least paid traveler Mm -hmm. on the unit. And I was like, oh. Right. Okay. (laughs) But it's really like, it depends like how good, how good you are at vouching for yourself and bargaining with people, which sucks because it's like, that shouldn't be part of the job at all.
1: You, you sometimes you feel like you're doing it every three months as well, which Mm -hmm doesn't feel good to yeah you know ask for more money every single job even though you feel like you deserve it and you feel like you should yeah that's a difficult thing to do yeah cuz when you're in a permanent job you you know some people get pay raises every year and you know that that's going to happen so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. asking for one yeah and you know that everyone is getting paid the same <laughs> essentially you know when you're like yeah. staff nurses and that kind of stuff you don't have to worry about that
0: yeah Right. That's true. Yeah, I feel like some people stay with the same recruiter and they, they they just want it to be you want it to be easy, you know, like you'll just you'll have the same person and the same insurance the whole time and you know, that's fine, but you could definitely find other recruiters like I not know, I went from a very seasoned recruiter that lowballed the shit out of me to one that had done it for like three four months and I feel like I was able to I was able to like haggle with them more and they were more transparent with me about things probably because they haven't hadn't been doing it for so long right like didn't really know like what to say but I feel like that kind of benefited Me, in the sense that I was more comfortable talking to them. Yeah. You know, like, they didn't really know what to say as much. And then I ended up liking them more.
1: It could have been, too, that you were only one of three of their clients. And so, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure my recruiter has been a recruiter for 12 years, has, like, 25 nurses that she's working with. And so, she almost... She wants me to get a job, but if her other fifteen nurses have jobs, she's getting paid. Yeah. Whereas, like, if your new recruiter only had three nurses,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's gonna do everything in his power, that's even true. even more for you. Yeah. Because he has so little amount of people to work
0: with. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's very true. Hmm.
1: Another part of it.
0: Yeah. And they still keep in touch with me.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's the downside of travel nursing is that they will never leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. They never, Seriously. even if you tell. I have, I will admit, lied to companies saying that I am done with traveling. Oh, and I have yeah. a permanent oh, job. Because they, and even after I tell them that, they still call me and they still email me. Yeah. They just don't, that's a part that's really annoying is that they they don't really care if you tell them no, some of them, because... Mm-hmm. And also, they just don't pay attention. No. Like, they don't remember that they even reached out to you because yeah. you're, right. at that point, you're just another name, just another yeah. commission that they can you. Well, that get was another thing
0: that's like, when I was working with the seasoned recruiter, she would call me Margaret. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I've told you how many times. Yes. I go by Maggie. Yes. It's just like a constant it reminder. Is. yeah. Every time I get on the phone with you that you don't remember exactly. who I am. Yes. I have had a very similar <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just want somebody to care about my job. Mm -hmm. And then you also, so you get a contract that you have to sign, you know, like 13 weeks, whatever. You have to, you have to make sure that everything that you want is in that contract before you sign it too, because, you know, recruiters can be very, um, hesitant to like add anything or, you know, they'll give you like so many different excuses as to why, like, You know, I have four different colors of blue that I've accumulated. Blue scrubs. From scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. And this last assignment, I had to get galaxy blue. Which is not royal blue or Caribbean blue or navy blue. (laughs) It's a whole different type of blue. And so you can sometimes get reimbursed for that. But you have to ask your traveler. I mean, your recruiter ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Because they'll be like... Oh, you know, well, I, I'm paying for this for you. Like, your ACLS is going to go up in April. So, I gave you, you know, X amount of that, whatever. They'll just give you so many. So, you have to have that conversation before the contract even comes out. Right. So, and you have to have, I, I never like calling my recruiters. I only do email Same. because I want evidence and proof of like what we talked about so I can keep a keep a you know receipts Mm -hmm. yeah so that's something that i've definitely learned and like if we hadn't talked about it or like transportation right like you know in new york city it's at least like 15 bucks a week to take the subway if you live in manhattan or you know in one of the boroughs and so if you want that money like you know 15 bucks a Mm -hmm. week you could get per month right yeah
1: there's a lot of money out there and they're not going to tell you about it if they can help it. They're right. not going to bring it up that you can get reimbursed or that yeah. you know, they'll pay for your license mm-hmm. because they almost probably don't want to because that's, you know,
0: that's money mon- that they th- could
1: have. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, it's always important
0: to ask. Yeah. They I think they always should be paying for your license if you're going in a state that's not compact or if you don't have compact, you should always be You should never pay for that. Right. That's like the number one. And then transportation. But like you also have to, on my way out to Denver last year, they like weren't going to, I didn't pay, I didn't spend that much on gas transportation. I think I got like $250 each way, Mm -hmm. Um, but they wouldn't pay for my hotel. Overnight, and I was like, oh. "I'm not paying. I'm not driving 24 hours right. to get there." Right. But they were like, "Oh, that's not considered a transportation expense." It's like, "But I have 250 dollars to spend right on my way out to Denver." So, so you just have to be specific, right? And it's like you just kind of learn trial and error, right? Mm. Somebody did tell me once that traveling is actually, n- you know, this national problem of poor staffing that we have, you know, in a sense we kind of like turn a blind eye to the fact that travelers are kind of making the problem a little worse in the sense that, you know, you have younger nurses that are leaving the bedside at wherever they are, you know to travel. To travel. Yeah. And like it is more expensive for hospitals to to buy these nurses, but it's it's just a quick fix to this long right. drawn out problem. Right. You know, it doesn't help retention rates really. Yeah. But um I always thought that was kind of an interesting thought.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. Although a lot of most of
1: the assignments I've had, they wanted to hire me as staff nurses too, which is nice Mm -hmm. because, you know, if they need the help, they would actually like their travelers to stay Mm -hmm. on. Which is encouraging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every time I Go to a job. They're like, "Do you want to extend?" Right. Or like, yeah. Do you think about staying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, permanently. Right. That happened a lot in
1: California. Really. A lot of the nurses, yes. Were probably. And then well, and actually, three I can think of three right now who I started with traveling, and they all, all ended up staying permanent. They took mm. jobs. Oh, that's cool. And that was only their like first or second travel assignment. They just yeah. loved loved it so much.
0: I was like in New York when I when I um. I was going to say auditioned <laughs> when I applied and I yeah. got, had a phone interview with the, the other nurses at work. And there was like seven people on the phone. They're like, five of us were travelers. Yeah. And I was like, Oh God. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that's intimidating because had, I don't know if I want to stop you had a group. You had a group. Yeah. Phone, interview? Group phone interview. Yeah. I <laughs> never had one of those. Yeah. I hadn't either. That's weird. I got on it, the phone. They're like, hi, there's seven of us. A conference. That's was like, bizarre. Oh. Yeah. But they were very tight knit and so, you know, they everybody wanted to know like and evaluate who was coming That's on smart. Which, yeah. yeah. No, that was it was definitely cool. How has traveling changed the way that you have been a nurse?
1: Um, I think that it has improved my flexibility, for one, because you really have to be prepared to handle mm-hmm. anything. You don't really know what you're walking into even if you've interviewed with a manager and asked all of your questions and mm-hmm. they've told you, you know, 10 things about the floor, you could walk in there and it'd still be totally different, Yeah, you know? So, it's just made me very adaptable. Yeah. Um, And then it's made me just more confident as well and it's m- made me know that I have to just be a little quicker mm-hmm. learning things like mm-hmm. the computer system. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've used like seven different charting <laughs> systems at this point, and you just have to it learn. Gives you so
0: much experience though. right I'm doing that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's again, it's made me a better person at being independent, where I go yeah. out and search for things on my own, places to eat, activities to do. Yeah. You gotta, you know, make friends and.
0: Mm-hmm. I think nursing has made it's made me more humble. Like, I definitely don't assume that I know right everything anymore. It's true. Which I think has helped, helped me. But, like, every hospital does something completely different. Mm-hmm. So you can't really get caught up in what you know is yeah. true and correct. That's true. Because so many different, you know, they do different things all the time. Right. Right. That's a good point. I also feel like... I used to when I started traveling, I think they're like the first couple assignments, but even like the first couple weeks of every assignment, I get caught up and I'm like, oh, I really wish that I had somebody like at with me right now so I could figure out how to do this one thing. And I'll like get caught up in like the fact that I don't have resources. And then I'd some somewhere down the line, I'm just like, no, I can figure this out. Like, I, I got this. Yes. Yeah. So it's definitely made me more confident in my independence. Yes. Like, you can figure it out. Yes.
1: I I agree with that, but it's also made me more okay with asking for help, Mm -hmm. too. Like, I, a lot of times, if I can't figure it out myself, I will just go right to the charge nurse, and even if I feel like I'm bothering them, which is silly because that's what they're there for, but I might ask them 10 questions a day, and in my head, I just have to say, that's normal. Yeah. You're new here, and they would rather you ask questions than do something wrong. So
0: yeah, don't
1: totally. don't feel bad about asking questions Yeah, either. That's important.
0: Yeah. And you also, you just kind of, you have to expect that things are going to go wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you just have to expect that you're not going to do things perfectly. And I think once you figure that out, then it's like a little less stressful. Yeah, it's, you know little things like you know i just recently had a patient that was like going septic um and we needed to send him out to the hospital because i'm at a rehab facility and like you know just like figuring out where things are like the policies like you know where are the lactic lactic tubes like stuff like that it's like yep. okay not everything is gonna happen at when you want it to happen right you <clears> just <throat> have to like you just go with the flow, go with their flow. Mm -hmm. And like, once you figure that out, then it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Do you see yourself leaving traveling? I am.
1: Yes. I'm feeling kind of toward the end of it. Uh, I feel like I've seen all of the major cities, you know, except Nashville and Austin, which eventually I just have to realize that if I really want to, go to those cities I'm gonna have to do it just on my own as a long weekend kind Mm -hmm. of trip and I might not get a travel position there which is totally fine um but since I've been doing it for three and a half years and I do feel like I've seen most of what I am interested in I think yes I'm ready to maybe not look for a new job every three months Mm -hmm. look for housing have my insurance change because I also have an apartment in St. Louis and it just feels nice to have a home. Yeah. Not saying I want to end up in St. Louis either, but I do miss that stability a bit of having my own stuff for long periods of time, my own bed. Mm -hmm. Knowing where I'm going is really nice too, just to be able to hop in the car.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about this the other night, but it's like, I feel like nursing, travel nursing has kind of, screwed us yeah. in the sense that I don't know where I want to end up anymore right. and I don't know if I would be happy settling down. Right. Yes.
1: And I said that at the beginning yeah, as well but I think because it's been this amount of time it's just finally you know yeah, in me that I'm okay with the stopping mm-hmm. but you know there's, there is still a part of me that's like oh goodness I have to actually commit to a job <laughs> but That's kind of the normal trajectory of things. People don't travel and nurse for their entire lives. It's just not... Yeah. You can't actually do it. I feel like you have to, you know...
0: I know people that have done travel nursing for like 15 years. Yeah. And they're just comfortable with with leaving. I mean, I think also one thing that traveling has helped me with is I'm almost running away from stress every three months in the sense that you know, if I had a bad shift or I feel like, you know, this particular assignment has been worse than others. Like I'm, I know that I'm leaving. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Whereas people that are in a normal, that they're there permanently, it's like you get stuck. Yeah. And I feel like that's when you can experience burnout. And I'm like, okay, bye. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I leave and I'm going to go somewhere else that hopefully I don't have that.
1: Yeah. And that's, That is part of it, but then I think back about the assignments that I never actually felt that, and then I still left after three months, and those were assignments that, like, maybe I could have stayed and been happy for years, so the assignments that I leave that I do feel burnout, I'm thankful to leave, Yeah. but the ones that I have enjoyed, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: it's one of those things where, like, oh, I probably could have stayed here and also been very happy. Yeah. Mm. There are still those jobs out there, which is encouraging.
0: I think that's one thing good about nursing, travel nursing. It's like if you, if you aren't happy in your job, like you can always go look somewhere else, and there might be another place that same type of nursing, just like, you know, a different environment that you might be more happy that Mm you might be happier in. And, like, people can travel around until they find that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yep. And you can do travel nursing at any point, too. Yeah. You know, if I decide to take a job and I work there for two years and then I miss traveling again, you just do it, yeah. which is nice. you just go back. You,
0: That's very true.
1: And, I mean, that is the beauty of it. You just play it by ear. It's not like you're yeah. n- never going to be able to find a job.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: just you decide to stop today you could stop today if you yeah you know yeah it's nice Mm
0: -hmm. very true well thanks for doing this with me you're welcome I'm so happy that you were able to come (laughs) me too I
1: remember well and I remember you talking about this podcast in New York before you'd even started it
0: yeah I know it's been a long time and then you started it (laughs) yeah This was Penlight Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions about traveling or any comments that could help me improve this podcast, shoot me an email: PenlightPodcast at gmail.com, no spaces. I also have an Instagram account and a Facebook page that I'm starting up, so be on the lookout for updates on those pages. Next week, we will be talking about oncology nursing with Julia. Julia is a great friend of mine. She is a charge nurse on an oncology floor, so we will be talking about oncology, charge nursing, night shift nursing, and a lot of fun stories along the way, so stay tuned for that, and thank you for listening to this nurse.